Welcome, gorgeous humans, to a special little three-part series around brain, body, and behavior, and an introduction into the M-Rose framework. This series is my official launch in the new direction for M-Rose coaching, and it's basically a little glimpse at everything I will be teaching and everything that you can get excited about learning. To those of you who are new here and those of you who have been around for a while, let me introduce myself. My name is M Rose. I am a business, brain health, and personal development coach. I'm a multi six-figure business owner, and I have had multiple six-figure businesses ranging from a booked-out beauty salon, beauty service educator, and a product and e-commerce brand. Now I am combining the passion that I have for science-based personal development with the experience that I have in business. And every day I get to work with humans who want to create big fucking lives for themselves. And how do I do that, you ask? Well, I educate powerful humans on the innate systems, processes, and functions of something that they already possess, the brain, the body, and the behaviors that leverage the capabilities of both of those things. I encourage change in the narrative around what it means to create a big life by choosing to focus on the science of small behaviors. I educate on the tools behind the tools. I remove the bullshit. I make science sexy. And most importantly, I show you how achieving everything you've ever wanted for your life gets to be really fucking easy. In this three-part series, I am going to give you an overview on the functions of your brain and your body that you should give a shit about and how to leverage those functions with the small actions and choices that you make every day. This series is inspired by Your Power, my signature three-month course that is enrolling now and kicking off in just a few weeks. It's also inspired by the Your Power 7-Day Compound Challenge, a challenge that will be starting next week before the three-month program begins. This challenge is an immersive experience for you to start implementing scientifically-backed behaviors that are going to optimize and nourish your body and your brain health. I'll be taking you through the challenge myself. I'll be giving you a list of behaviors to choose from every single day, and I'll be educating you on how you can best implement them into your daily routine whilst building awareness around the differences that it makes. Not only will every person in the challenge walk away having created a game-changing foundation in how they show up every day and a new level of understanding of the functions of their beautiful system, but one person inside the challenge is going to win free enrollment to your power. To join the challenge or jump into your power, both links are in the show notes. Okay, we are finally at the third and final piece of the Emrose framework our behaviors. I sat with myself for a little while trying to decide how I would best deliver this part of the framework in, I guess, such a short space of time. Because when it comes to behaviors, there are so many directions that we can take this conversation. And seeing as I've just finalized the list of behaviors that I'll be giving to those in the challenge, this episode would go for about 12 hours if I went with that approach. So what I thought I would do is anchor back into what I told you at the very beginning. And that is that I am here to teach you the tools behind the tools, because that's where this work and this education truly was birthed for me. 
it was in all of the times that I was told to do certain things and given certain tools that would influence my personal development and change my life. And it was in my own way of discovering why those tools were given. You know the ones, the vision boards, the journaling, the meditation, the affirmations, the fucking affirmations, tools that are presented to us and told that if we do these things, they're going to change our life. So we do the things, we wake up and we put on a 10-minute meditation and we pull out our journal and we write some shit down and then we stand in the mirror, we do our affirmations, I am wealthy, I have a successful six-figure business, I am worthy of love. We do this for about four days and then the momentum wears off because all you can think about in your meditation is how bored you are and you've run out of journal prompts to write about and you see zero changes to your life, so you're done. And then in a couple of weeks, you decide to try again and you repeat the cycle. (laughs) So what I'm going to be teaching and why I created this framework is truly what I believe is the key to consistency because this is how I created my own consistency. It's the key to continuing to do the things that are quote unquote good for you and not stopping because you're not seeing the results. The key to consistency is the science. The key to consistency is the education. And the key to consistency is understanding the effects and the benefits of each individual action, not just doing them because we're told that's what you do and not just doing them with the aim of getting the big result, right? The key to a big life is in the small compounding behaviors because you're not going to wake up tomorrow and see a million dollars in your bank account. You're likely going to accumulate the million dollars over time. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and your entire life has changed overnight because of one breakthrough journal session. You're going to wake up in three, five, ten years and you're going to look around and all of a sudden you're going to realize, hey, this is exactly the life that I used to dream of, right? And you got there because you created it a little more every single day with your consistent compounding actions, just like I have. And if you want to know what that feels like, I actually really urge you to go and listen to episode 43, where I actually have that realization live (laughs) in the episode where I'm reading my journal entries three years prior. I have the realization that everything that I dreamt of in those journal entries happened for me. And I, it didn't knock me out, you know. It, it, I didn't one day wake up and a new life hit me in the face. I one day realized because I went back and read my journal entries and I sat there and I realized that I did it. I created it because of my focus on small compounding actions and behaviors. And that's why I'm teaching what I'm teaching. That's why I'm so passionate about what I'm bringing to the world because this is what has worked for me. I have the evidence, I have the proof, I have the life to show you that this work is going to be what changes your life and creates the life that you want because it has for me. So let's look at the standard things we're told to do when we're on a personal development journey and let's actually look at them at a scientific level. Let's actually take a look at what these things are doing and promoting 
in your brain and body based on what we have spoken about in parts one and two. We'll start with journaling. And, you know, when we journal, it can be scripting, you know, writing out a script of something that we desire as if it's already happened. We can be following a journal prompt. Um, you know, we can simply be just writing down our thoughts, right? So we touched briefly on scripting in the first part of this series and how because our subconscious doesn't actually know the difference between what's real and what's imagined, journaling or, or scripting something like our dream day or our desired outcome for our business actually plays into the role of neuroplasticity and it rewires our thoughts and our beliefs around that thing. So we're actually able to show our subconscious that that thing is possible because for all it knows, you're writing down all about how you have already achieved it. So it thinks that you've already achieved it, right? You rewire your beliefs. You have different thoughts. You then show up differently towards that thing you're then more likely to make that thing a reality. Journaling can also help with emotional regulation and, as is quite obvious, is going to help us express and process through our emotions and our thoughts and our feelings and our experiences. When we journal, it actually activates regions of the brain, such as the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex, which are responsible for our emotions and our emotional regulation. So, the more that you strengthen and activate those areas, the easier it becomes for you to regulate and process your emotions naturally. Therefore, regular journaling, regular activation of those things, easier for you to regulate and process your emotions. Journaling regularly also has been shown to reduce stress levels. So, it actually helps regulate the release of cortisol, which I briefly mentioned in the neuromodulators section of part two. And so the more we're able to promote the regulation of cortisol, the more we are able to regulate stress, which then obviously promotes the overall health of our brain and the overall regulation of our body. Now, with all of that in mind, I want to throw a bone to every person like me who fucking hates journaling. And I want to remove the idea that if you're not journaling or you don't journal every day, that you're not very good at personal development or you can give up on your personal development journey <laughs> because that's not the truth. Let's go back and look at those key benefits of journaling. Benefit one, convincing and rewiring your subconscious that what you desire is possible for you and therefore changing your thoughts and beliefs. Key benefit two, activating your amygdala and prefrontal cortex by exploring your emotions and getting them out. And key benefit number three, reducing your stress levels by regulating the release of cortisol. All of these things can be achieved through other behaviors, right? You could voice message yourself instead of journal. That's what I do sometimes. You could talk your emotions out with a friend or you could explore them with a coach or a therapist. You can do a visualization meditation of what your desired outcome looks like. You can do a breathwork session to regulate cortisol, just to name a few, right? These things and these changes that we are making in our brain and these things that we are promoting in our body can be achieved through other behaviors. Let's look at meditation. Again, meditation 
Catch me sitting cross-legged with a guided meditation on and I urge you to alert the authorities because something seriously concerning is happening. (laughs) Meditation is not for everyone, including me. And again, meditation is one of the first things to be recommended and the first things to be shamed if we choose not to do it. A key reason as to why meditation is so widely recommended in personal development is because of something I spoke about in part one, our brainwaves, right? Meditation allows us to calm our mind and it brings us to an alpha theta brainwave state. Now, from there, like I said in part one, we actually have a more direct access to our subconscious thoughts and our beliefs. There are, in my eyes, two main aims of meditation or two reasons why you would want to meditate. Reason number one would be to enhance relaxation and, you know, promote regulation by activating the parasympathetic nervous system. And reason number two would actually be to create space for our subconscious thoughts to come through, whether those thoughts are in reflection whether they're a visualization, whether they're emotions, beliefs, ideas, whatever that might be. You know what else allows us to enter alpha, theta brainwave states and activate our parasympathetic nervous system? Having a long, relaxing shower, taking a long walk without any podcast or music, doing yoga, doing a breathwork session, painting, coloring, cross-stitching, listening to binaural beats, journaling, the list goes on. Can you see that the reason that I'm so passionate about this education, the reason that I'm so desperate to get this to every human being is because once you understand the functions of your brain and body, you actually get to curate your own personal development journey. You actually get to wake up and decide whatever it is that you want to do knowing what it does to your body and your brain. You get to curate what your behaviors look like and how you choose to better yourself by understanding the core, understanding what those behaviors are doing, instead of just doing the things that you think are the right things to be doing and wondering why you can't remain consistent. Understanding the core, understanding the tools behind the tools, Understanding your brain and your body and what is happening with them allows us to be completely in control and allows us to completely leverage everything to our advantage. Okay, I'm going to spitfire a few common themes that people want to get better at or people want to improve on or some common things that we see people doing. Motivation. The main neuromodulator responsible for your motivation is dopamine. So to be more motivated, you need to boost dopamine. To boost dopamine, you can get early morning sunlight within the first half an hour of waking up. You can listen to a song that you love and dance around the lounge room. You can do 30 minutes of medium intensity exercise. You can have a cold shower or an ice bath. You can sit in an infrared sauna. You can play a board game with your family. You can laugh with a friend. You can also do cocaine, but I probably wouldn't recommend that. (laughs) The more you implement these activities into your daily routine, the more you will boost your dopamine levels, the more motivated you will feel, and the more motivated you will be to wake up and do it all again tomorrow. Next, creativity. The main neuromodulator responsible for your creativity is dopamine. Again, so to boost creativity, you also need to boost dopamine. 
on top of everything that I just said for motivation and boosting your dopamine, because everything that I just said is also going to boost your creativity, creativity needs space. This is then where I would say you actually then need to be very intentional and make the active choice to enter alpha, theta, brainwaves. We know we can do this by having a cold shower, journaling, meditating, going for a walk without a podcast or a microphone, a microphone. (laughs) Fuck, this is why I don't spit fire. (laughs) Anyway, all the things that I said before to enter alpha theta brainwaves, because those are where you are more likely to have creativity and thoughts come to the surface, as opposed to if you are constantly focused or if you are scrolling or if you're watching TV or if you're distracted by something. How often do you actually allow yourself to think? How often do you actually allow yourself space without being distracted, right? Because I can guarantee most people listening to this, every time they're sitting in a waiting room, they're waiting in line for something, they're actually given the opportunity to create space, let alone intentionally creating space. But every time you're given any opportunity to have space, you whip out your phone. Next, ice baths, cold showers. We're seeing all of this popping up at the moment on social media. So let's actually understand why everyone is torturing themselves. And again, let's actually look at the science of why people are doing it. So you're not just standing in a shitty cold shower expecting your life to change when you get out and wondering why the fuck people do it. Cold exposure, so ice baths or cold showers, is going to increase your level of dopamine, epinephrine, and norepinephrine in your brain, which is then going to lead to improved mood, improved cognitive function, improved improved energy levels, improved motivation. It's also an opportunity to actually deliberately stress our bodies, aka deliberately activate our sympathetic nervous system, and therefore practice self-regulation, practice the art of activating the parasympathetic nervous system, which is then going to actually help us and teach us how to self-regulate easier when it comes to facing something that we fear, facing something that we don't want to do, facing something that we have a bad experience of. It's going to teach us how to regulate and do the thing. Let's actually look at Let's actually look closer at some other neuromodulators. We've kind of got a good idea of dopamine and how to boost that now. So let's look at norepinephrine or adrenaline. So norepinephrine or adrenaline is a very crucial part of the fight or flight response. So very much a part of stress regulation, right? It plays a part in arousal and wakefulness. uh, And it plays a part in mood regulation, cognitive function, blood pressure regulation, energy, modulation of pain. And to boost norepinephrine, we can exercise, whether that's going for a walk, going to the gym, we can get into a cold shower or an ice bath. Like I said before, this is going to activate the sympathetic nervous system and teach us how to regulate ourselves, which norepinephrine is crucial to. Caffeine boosts norepinephrine. We can also do breath work or cyclic hyperventilation, the technical term. Another neuromodulator, serotonin, right? Serotonin is our feel-good chemical. It's responsible for our feelings of happiness and it's responsible for our feelings of well-being. It's responsible for our mood regulation. It's involved in sleep regulation, appetite, digestion, cognitive function, interestingly, regulation of impulsivity and aggression, You can boost serotonin by having physical contact with someone that you love. So you can hold hands, you can hug, you can kiss, you can do a little bit more. 
You can cuddle your pet. You can play with your pet. That boosts serotonin too. You can practice and receive, sorry, you can practice gratitude and you can receive gratitude. That's going to boost your serotonin. Eating chocolate or can tuna, probably not together. Uh, Early morning sunlight exposure or truthfully just sunlight exposure in general. Go and get a massage. Many, many, many more things. If you haven't guessed so far, I am fiercely passionate about bringing this knowledge to the world. I am passionate about bringing this information to business owners and entrepreneurs, and I am also passionate about bringing this to humans. If you're a business owner and you're doing the strategy and you're doing the marketing and you're setting the goals and you're creating the content, but you're not taking the time to understand the functions of your brain and the functions of your body, and most importantly, implementing the small behaviors that leverage and influence those functions to your advantage, you are missing out on a really fucking easy opportunity to achieve all of the success that you've ever wanted. You truly are. Think about this for a second. When we think about business, when we think about growing our businesses, when we think about making more money, or even when things in business aren't going so well, how fast are we to put all of our focus on something that's external? How fast are we to come up with a strategy? How fast are we to think about how to market something? How fast are we to think of a new way to make income? How fast are we to think about creating new content or boosting email marketing or hiring someone or scaling the business? But the last thing that we look at leveraging is something that we already have full access to. The last thing that we do is actually take a step back from the business and focus on our human. The last thing that we do is perfect the thing running the business in the first place. And for those of you listening who aren't business owners, what kind of life do you want to build? Because if you're here and you're listening to this podcast, there's a good fucking chance that you're not someone who desires a life on autopilot. If you're here and you're listening to this podcast, it is very likely that you want to create a life where you are completely in your power, where you get everything that you desire. Whatever it is that you want for your life, whoever it is that you are, whatever it is that you do, you have the power. You already have it. All you have to do is take the time to understand it, implement that understanding, And then watch your dream life unfold before your eyes. It gets to be that fucking easy. I hope you enjoyed this mini series. I cannot wait to take you along for the next level of Emrose Coaching. Love you. Bye.